grab your bowls and spoons, kiddos. It is now time for the Peter Butter and Syrup Podcast with your host, Corey and Dahoo! Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Syrup Show, <laughs> where the snozberries taste like Massengill. <laughs> It's like a method. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, going to be episode four. Uh, we've talked about a couple other weird things in the past, and uh, I think we're going to go to who <laughs> the man who is Brian uh, to give us a topic. But before then, I am Darut, and I am... As the last episode reduced to one third from one half. I was trying half. to figure out if I was I'm still, a third. I'm still or... trying to figure out this dynamic, and I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm glad that you're a third, not just some weirdo, wino-looking dude sitting well, off to the side. Well, actually, Brian's a fifth, like Jack Daniels, and then you're actually two-thirds. I feel like I'm I a 1.5. I, I feel like something. I'm a 1.75 liter. God, I failed math. <laughs> Because this this isn't adding up. See, if if you take like a bottle of Jack Daniels, going full halfway full. And by the way, that's Corey talking because he skipped right over <laughs> introducing himself and went right to liquor look, math. It look, it's just <laughs> so if you've ever done. If, okay, so if anybody has a, a BJ's or Sam's or Costco membership, you understand toilet paper math. We've all stood there trying to figure out why Charmin comes in five different options and there's seven different prices for five things. Like I wait. The exact same thing is sold two different ways for the two different prices. Well, sometimes you have explosive diarrhea and you need more rolls. But I have not, I have yet to do liquor math. Uh, And then not only are we doing liquor. Rod, are you liquor? uh, (laughs) Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Um, (laughs) But now we're doing podcast member math. And then if we have a guest host, are they like a one-sixth because they're a a guest? Or do they get a full one-fourth credit? How does that work? You you carry the one and you put the third. All right, hold on. (laughs) Does that work with a regular backpack or am I going to need something? I mean, how large is the one that I'm carrying? I'm hoping it's styrofoam personally because I'm kind of lazy. I think it'll fit in a fanny pack, hopefully. You're saying you can fit a a one in your fanny (laughs) pack and then you can carry it around? Is that, I mean, yes. Brian's like, make a note. We need to edit that one and edit that one. Daddy, they said they're putting a one in my fanny. I just pictured the son from Smokey and the Bandit. You just, you just aged yourself. I'm not sure, sure if that's as bad as dating yourself, but okay. Like, okay. So that's what's weird. Like, I just referenced Smokey and the Bandit. And he goes, you just aged yourself. Like, after it was released, and then it came out on VHS back then, they gathered up all the copies and destroyed them. And if only if you were so old, you've seen Smokey and the Bandit, because there's not available to view anymore. That's well, like not some- on VHS when you bring <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet you it is. Actually, they did that with the E.T. Atari game. They destroyed all the copies. Yes, that's because, but that was... They overproduced. I've seen the Atari thing. It, it was very entertaining. Rip E.T. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's like saying, oh, you, you've seen Star Wars. You must be dating it. Every single person on the planet that knows what TV is has seen Star Wars, pretty much. So oh, you yeah. can't say that referencing a movie is dating yourself. But not everyone I'm seeing hot. And I can tell you this. Movie on when Cinemax. I am dating myself, <laughs> I feed myself well before we go at it. <laughs> Just that's that is rule one for dating yourself. Speaking of dating. <laughs> so anyway, so we've covered that I'm Darut and this is Corey. Yes, it's a four-way word. This has already been derailed and we don't we're not even on a subject yet. Um so at least maybe y'all are laughing while we're laughing, or you're like, okay. I don't know who hadn't had a psyche eval lately, but they ought to roll somebody. That dude, we need to find a psychologist to come on the show one day and just sit back and go, okay, you made this comment because of something that happened to you when you were three. You know, like, and this just, is why you're right, up. right. Like this is why you're weird. But I don't want to know that information. 
Don't make that face. Your eyebrows won't carry that face. There's not, they're not definitive enough. They're too light colored to, for you to make the shock face. You gotta, you gotta have big, like <laughs> Disneyland push brooms like I got going on. We'll get him some extra bold sharpies. <laughs> yes, we'll take him to the nail clinic. I can give that sur- already surprise and look the whole time. Okay, so okay, Brian, what would you like to Brian? Oh, keep it rolling, young, young Santa. <laughs> What are we going to talk about this time, young Santa? I'll keep it rolling on relationships and dating yourself. Hmm. <laughs> when you say relationship, are you talking about like the moon's relationship to the earth? Or are we talking about like people? Oh, yeah. Well. It's funny. Corey's trying to do the snore thing and he wanted to talk about the science of music instead of the emotion of music. Like anybody gives a rass ass about four, four count, man. Like most people listening to music don't even know what bass or treble is unless it's on a radio dial. Like, oh, yeah, more bass, less treble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't hey, realize yeah. that that actually sets the tone. Well, nobody cares about the moon either. I guarantee well, if it went away and we our axis well, kind of got all, screwed up and we all died, uh, somebody we'll would care. care. Somebody will care if about the moon. If we're dead, nobody's going to care. Well, while you're floating through space, you'll wish that the moon was there. <laughs> Ground control to Major Tom. There's <laughs> a problem. problem. I've, I've seen Sandra Bullock floating in space. You know, oh she my survived. God. If you start talking about gravity, <laughs> I'm going to put some gravity on your skull. So, I mean, wasn't re- that true? So, a true story? That, just like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's were based on a true story. Relationships. This ought to be interesting considering you're married and two of us are bachelors. Well, okay. From different generations. Right. Yeah. Like, like Brian, because of his age, is a hopeful batch bachelor, and at your age, a hoeing bachelor. You're you're kind of at the <laughs> you're you're kind I of took the, the pee out of it. You're, you've entered the space and age that people are like, dude, why are you still a bachelor? Dude, there's a lot of I'm questions o- around. I'm it. old enough to date girls with daddy issues now and be okay with it. You're old enough. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where my water went. I was like, Did your water break? Okay, so I'm having an old moment apparently. I hid my water from myself. Like, I have hidden my own Easter eggs, but that was not the goal here with the glass of water. I've heard people call that senior moments. Yeah, isn't that what I just said? <laughs> I don't or know. Did I you, you forgot. That's your Alzheimer's yeah. kitchen. Alzheimer's. You said old, you said <laughs> old people. Oldheimer's. Alt, Alzheimer's. <laughs> what? So relationships. Yeah. So, I mean, just to, to set a basis for the conversation, I've, I'm married, been married for 23 years. You're single. To the same woman, right? To the same. Yes. Unfortunately for her. Yes. She's hung in there like nobody would. And I'm your talking, girlfriend doesn't know about I'm it. I'm talking like Rocky didn't have the stamina that she's got for a relationship. She does drink a lot though, right? <laughs> the sound of silence. Um, Had to so fill the air did, time. Did I hear a gun cock? <laughs> it just made when you said she drinks a lot, it made me think of we care a lot. Dun, 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 dun. I still love that. Anyway, so I've been married for a long time. You've been single per- perpetually since birth. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then Brian, of course, is is single. And it's funny, you know, just to, to look at the dynamic and the perspectives that we're going to have when you start looking at And when we say relationships, I mean, I'm sure we're going to touch on friend relationships at oh, yeah. some point. Well, touch different. your friends. You have to have permission to touch your friends. Or a roofie. Oh. <laughs> a roofie. I haven't you know, gotten this, either of those two okay, things. Okay, so. But only use roofies in the basement. We already established that. Okay, so, right. But. <laughs> <laughs> so. Does she have to wake up before you give her another roofie or are they transdermal? I'm not real sure how that works. And I'm not in support of using roofies. This is purely a scientific <laughs> question here. There's we're doing, a label. There was we're a, doing hard work here. This is very scientific well, there stuff. There was this one time in college I needed the money. Go and on. you let a dude roofie you? <laughs> I mean, that's where I... When Amen. you say you needed the money, you're on the receiving end of money and some horrible act. Look, in the silence says, yes. <laughs> I feel like we're on Family Feud, and the survey says... He I mean, did. He was raped. That's, that's what the survey says. If the it, morning starts with my butt hurts. But no, I, the... Uh, yeah, dating's... 
an interesting concept as you get older. Well, and especially, okay, so that's what's interesting. I, I'm i past the age of like wanting to actually marry and have kids. No, so. but when you brought up dating, the con- the way you connect has changed so much from when you started dating. Oh, yeah. And how you connect with people has changed so much. Like with Beth and I, oddly, we I was introduced because she knew my mom and she hung out and she thought we would get along. I don't think she realized how well we were actually going to get along to the point where she was. God, I think, she only knew back then. <laughs> she was constantly trying to fix me up, man, constantly. I mean, but then after she fixed Beth and I up and we really kind of hit it off, it was it was weird to see how mad she was that I was spending so much time with her. I was like, well, I thought that was your goal. Like, I thought you were trying to get rid of me, and now you're mad that it worked. You're trying to understand a woman? Mm. Dude, guys are no better. <laughs> I mean, I love, I you know, we love to get on our high horse like we're superior, but we are clearly just as screwed up. I mean, again, the previous podcast, all adults are idiots. <laughs> Sexuality or our g- gender has nothing to do with you don't get a pass. Like, oh, I'm a dude. I'll, I'm all knowing, man. I got it. I got this. No, that's clearly not the case. Oh no, we're just. But when you started dating, like dogs gives attention. But when you just, started dating, let's say in high school, well, you I, you met girls in high school. Well, it, I, I will say this right here. What's interesting now, I noticed the way the dynamic has changed. We grew up in a time where you still kind of courted a woman of sorts, not quite the way our parents did. But it was still like the man asked the woman out. I remember running off a girl in high school because I used the term going together. Which was funny because all my friends couldn't believe she liked me anyway because she was kind of smoking hot. And I had cut all my hair off by accident. And I was like, hey, do you want to go with me? That was the last conversation we had as a couple. (laughs) The only thing that could come to my mind was... How do you accidentally cut your hair off? Was this a Britney Spears I, moment? It was actually, no. I was trying to be cool about it because my previous girlfriend apparently didn't like my long hair. And she goes, hey, uh, why don't you let my sister trim your hair up? And my buddy mm. Eddie's watching with this cringe look on his face, and she cut my hair off. And we rapidly ended the relationship after that. And so I, was, I ended up uh, my senior year of high school. It was right before then. And when we started... All the, and, and I know this is something you've talked about, how you get judged for your appearance. When I was in high school, I was the kid that showed up with Iron Maiden shirt on and tore up blue jeans and a ripped up jacket. And I went to a very preppy school and there was money. So I was judged as this weirdo, which is fair because well, I, I, was- I was a weirdo. But when I showed up one day after getting my hair cut off and I was headed to work and I had a pair of slacks and a nice shirt on, dude, every girl I'd known since like kindergarten was like, what's up with this? Like, flocked to me like never before. And all my friends were were shocked. Just because I got a haircut and I put on a pair of slacks and nice shoes and a nice shirt, all of a sudden, I got this acceptance. And it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, dropping, the, off, dropping a bunch of weight. You like the getting, transition of your life yeah. and how things are going for you. People, people used to be kind of invisible to you, and I was like... Oh, I see you now. Dude, I'm telling you, like we were we were hanging out, and Tracy came up to me, and she's all over me. And my friends are like, what the hell's going on, man? What have, what have you done? I was like, I have no idea. I did. It took me a while to actually put it together. And I didn't really think about it when you were talking about it earlier. And that's what's cool about this stuff is when we, you know, sometimes we talk about stuff and it's kind of where our topics come from. And that's where they go in the hat, where Brian gets to pick them, is, is stuff we're just shooting the shit about. But it didn't come up before. And sometimes in these conversations, it comes up these memories come up that you didn't have before. And we so start crying and we, uh, well, therapy the, and the crying clearly last time was from tear gas and the cops were completely <laughs> overreacting. Hey, and sometimes I mean, you need a Billy club to the head. It was just a fart. I'm pretty sure you've had Billy whip his club against your head before, but I would prefer not to again, back to the roofies and he needed $20. <laughs> So, I mean, it's just, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to hear our opinions on relationships because of my, my expectation for relationships did not turn out the way I want. I 
I thought it would. And, it, and in a very great way, it turned out in a way I didn't expect it to. Because I'd seen dad, you know, mom and dad divorced when I was two. And then dad got remarried and then got divorced and then got remarried and then hung in to a relationship that it should have ended a few years in and they stayed together for 20 years. And I swore, I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm never getting married and I'm never having a kid because relationships don't work because everybody as an adult, they don't take it serious because they're just a bunch of dumbass kids that get credit for being an adult because of their age. They have a kid, they get divorced and they ruin the kid's childhood. You know what's funny? I was just thinking you have more of a relationship influenced by my parents and my my dating is more influenced by your parents because you've been with her for so long my parents are still married i and you know i never get married it just and then kind of like you know and i and i'll have to say and I, i really haven't broken it down before our grandparents stayed together for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and that we stayed there and we'd see them and it was completely dysfunctional. Earl sat out on the front porch eating hot pickled peppers and drinking warm beer all day. Katie was in the kitchen or watching the Price is Right. And we were in this weird space between them because our parents needed us to go somewhere so they could work, more or less is what it broke down to. And we were getting quality time with the grandparents. But the, the real positive long-term relationship exposure that I got was your parents. And I never really thought about it like that until you just brought it up. Is I, I was I never and I never I never gave them credit for it as a kid, and I was never inspired to want to get married because of them. But it is the only positive. Yeah. And I, and okay. And in all fairness, your parents love each other. Oh yeah. Greatly, but it was not easy. No. All long term relationships are not easy. You have to put in the work. But. Well, Outside of dating, uh, there's one thing I've noticed in my life, as in relationships and friends in general, the people that I've gotten closest to, and that's as me and Brian have become friends over the past few years, like your parents are still together. Yes, yeah. Okay, so that's, um, uh, Darren, my buddy Darren, his parents were still together until they both passed. Uh, my buddy Ernest, his parents were together until they passed. My buddy Brett... Their parents are still together. Like everybody I kind of have really gravitated toward and gotten really good close friends with have all had their parents together. And most of them all had brothers, so if you're a single kid. But I think. What is that supposed well, to mean? Well, no, I'll explain. Dude, no, only no, childs are the best. No, and I don't I'm take only, credit for any of my dad's other kids. I'm, I'm just a, saying. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm an only child. I'll explain what I, what I mean by that. My buddies, Brad, Ernest, and Darren, who have been very influential in my life all had siblings and I had siblings. And so we had this kind of relationship where you're used to having siblings and you know how to work. The you know, dynamic. Yeah, a lot of siblings. Well, as I got older and I lived by myself for so long, I'm so used to being alone. Now I think because you're, you know, you were an only child. Our relationship works because like, well, I'm used to being almost like an only child at this point. That makes some kind of weird sense. Like, oh, that's me. But anyway, it's like my dynamic has changed the way that I work with people. Yeah. And so, uh, and then it's part of the gravitation in our friendship. Um, and it's, well, it's weird. I've just noticed these patterns in, in life as you get older. And these things, you gravitate toward the people that you were influenced by, you know, what your family situation was. Well, and what's interesting is, is you know, because I do, you know, acknowledge the fact that you've been single for a long time. And it's funny because Beth and I have these conversations every now and then, and we talk about, you know, there were times when things were hard and we had to work through them. And one was when Sydney was born. Before Sydney was born, there was zero stress in our life. We worked. We made a decent amount of money. We had a ton of freedom. We'd fly to Vegas. We'd just do stuff on a whim, go to Corvette shows. We did whatever we wanted. Sydney came along, and she cried a lot. She had colic, and it added this extra stress to our life. And it took us a little bit to figure this out, but... We weren't mad at each other. We were just stressed out. But it it was it was manifesting itself as anger toward each other. And then we saw some other couples that were the kid was literally breaking them up. Like they just couldn't work through it. And I came home one day and I said, Look, do you want a divorce? And she's like, No. I was like, I don't either. 
we've never had an issue. It's it's clearly us against this kid. Right. Like we need to band together <laughs> as a united front against this child that can't even speak. And you wonder why she's fucked up. And <laughs> we can't even speak. And she's dividing us. And that's when we realized that that, that third party stress, it was what was creating the anxiety and then and it didn't overnight get better but we worked through it yeah and we and we grew as a couple and we got stronger and better and and we do have the hard talks because that's part of it but what we what we the point i was getting to is we talked about if something happened to one of us because i mean we don't we're not getting divorced that's not a thing we we're mature enough to understand that we do have a good relationship and what's out there is not better. And that's a joke. The grass always used the, this kind of catchphrase is the grass is always greener until you find out what they're fertilizing it with. Yeah. Because it may look good, but it's going to taste like shit. So why, why are, and that's what a lot of people think. They think, Ooh, ooh, they've got it better than I do. My relationship's bad. I'm bailing on this. Oh yeah. So, but the reason that we talk about we don't want if one of us gets left behind, that's kind of the way we look at it. If one passed on and one got left behind, having to date again. Well, hell, it's taken us years to understand what we have, and we're spoiled in our way. You're spoiled in your way. Yeah, I, I'm probably—it's probably harder for me to date now— Casual dating is one thing, but actually to find someone to fit in that role is to even build harder. a relationship I've that's lived, going in a direction that's permanent I mean, is I, going to be very hard for you because you oh, are spoiled. I mean, I it's joke really hard. I joke about the whole do the match.com and like treat it like a resume. Like if it's going to long term, I need to treat it like a job. Initially, what I'm looking for. Okay. And it, and it's it's funny for the sake of the podcast. Maybe I should do. You it. need to do that. And what we need to do is is come back and see what happens once a month. Check back and see what the results are. We'll do a little update podcast until you're married. Oh, God. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to last like you guys. See, see, I I could do something dumb like go to Vegas and get hitched on the weekend and get an ailment a couple days later. That's cheating because I've got 11 hours left on this memory card. So. (laughs) You do realize we can buy more memory cards. I'm just. (laughs) Don't tell him that. No, so, but that, I'm just that saying might be, I think, that might be an interesting, you know, experiment. But I do think that way, and, and it's weird because you shouldn't think that way, because there's these under rules, quote unquote rules we talked about before. These people who live by these rules, and like you don't do it that way. But I want to always like, I'm I'm not looking for this. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. Now you can't find the perfect person, but you can find someone. Okay, that, and that's why I was talking about before. I think in in you. Said the older you get, the tougher it is, and the reason is, you know, what you relation. Want. No, it's not that; it's compromise. Well, yeah. So every relationship has compromise. Beth compromises certain things for me. I compromise certain things for her, and and we try to do it in such a way that it doesn't create resentment because resentment will grow, and then that will just destroy your relationship. The thing that you're not used to doing. It's compromising. It's compromising. Because who the hell do you have? had to. Right. And I mean, and you're in the same boat. Yeah. You're 30. I mean, you're, you're you're lagging behind us in years. But I mean, dude, 30? I mean, 30 and singles is not uncommon for your generation. No, it I really don't think isn't. So. Um, for the basement dwellers. I mean, because the, the World of Warcraft generation, y'all guys like just kind of like daylight. You don't play World of Warcraft, do you? No, no, he doesn't. It's actually <laughs> most of the people that I know that play World of Warcraft are closer to my brother's age yeah. that, are, that are probably late 30s, maybe in early between, 40s. In the middle of our generation. Right. So, but in the end, is for you because you are 30. I mean, I think it's uncommon at 30 single and never been married because I would say most of my friends, maybe not all of them have been married. They definitely got engaged. They almost got there. You know, maybe they right. broke it off or something and, like and that. And I think that's pretty dang close. When and, you're the peop- and the women that are in your age group, there's fewer and fewer and fewer of them that have never been married and don't have kids. Oh, yeah. And then when you get to Corey or my age, I mean, it's if rarity. I was dating, they'd be, they'd have grandkids. Yeah. Well, I know. I got friends from high school that are and, and And so for Corey, at his age, there's, I mean. But see, I, I can't. I can't see myself dating a woman my age. 
She at least got so you're looking for a senior? She at least got yeah, I mean, you're looking for like someone like a sugar mama that's about to kick the bucket? Sure, why not? Okay, well, you said not your age. That no, I'm talking the- about like, I, like even I'm at 45. So I'm like, even 35 feels old. Okay. I don't so, mean old in a bad no, way. No, no, but no, it, no. But, but it's like, I, I have a harder time connecting. Their mentality. Yes. There's a different mindset. And not saying that I'm, you know, I guess in some ways I'm immature and some ways I am mature. Let's put this way. I've hung out with 20-year-olds or 21-year-olds, because at least you got to be able to drink, who've been more mature than women my age in some respect. Or, Maturity or con- has nothing to do with or age. Or I connected with them differently. I mean, it's it's like we were talking earlier yeah. on the previous podcast, you know, um, that about adult being an adult. Yeah. Being an effective adult has zero to do with your age. Yeah. It has to do with your perspective, how you process information, and your willingness to act on things and learn. Most people want to just skate through life on this concept that they've reached an age and they get credit for reaching that age. They've got their little participation trophy for being 35, 40, whatever. And and in the same thing, it's, you know, I talk to like Sydney sometimes, she's 19, and she'll say some stuff that's fairly profound for a 19-year-old. And she'll say stuff that that we'll talk about and I'm like, man, I know people in their forties that don't think on that level. Well, but I think- it's just crazy. And it's, and it's, but the, even then, okay. So let's look at it this way. Let's say you found somebody who's 36. I'm, I'm not discriminating. Age, no, 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 no. But I do you're, find you're, myself. You're more drawn to a personality. Right. But I, that personality seems to be in a younger. That, that free spirit that I enjoy, that I connect with is usually with someone who is of a certain age. And not because I'm looking for younger women. It's just that most are, you know, most people, let's put it this way, a lot of people don't think I'm 45. Like my brothers who are younger than me, they seem like they're in their 40s, got wife, kids, normal 40. Dude, you know what one I mean? One of them seems solid 50, <laughs> but you 55. Know you know what I mean? Like there's people who act their age and like, I'm not saying that I am mature, but like people are like, okay, this week I was talking to a girl. There's, some, there's a lot of them that fit that niche. She thought I was 32. And I'm like, no, I wish I was 32 because I come across younger because did, of the things okay, I'm into. Just, did she see what you drove? Huh? Did she know what you drove? My little Kia. Did she see it? No. Then she, she. That's why. I, I was going to say, hey, no, no, not even that. No. She must have thought you had more money than you have to think you were 32. Look, look, <laughs> look, everybody needs, look, everybody needs a soul. It's just that I drive mine. It's going to keep mine inside. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't know that I would say you look 45. No, but I, but, but I damn sure wouldn't say you look 32. <laughs> Because well, Brian's 30, and I remember being at, I look back no, at pictures. I've been twice, two different people who thought I was in my early 30s. Okay, so if but, you're but, into but something it, weird, you can find people on the internet that agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean is because I present myself in a younger fashion because I'm not married with kids. I enjoy going to adventures or whatever else. Right. I'm always doing something. So a free-spirited, I, 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 I pre- no. I present myself as a younger man. Because I'm more free spirited. Well, you must have a little Benjamin Button thing going on or something. They're like, no, no, he's 32. He just looks old. He's oh, about no. to be, he'll be an infant soon. No, I'm telling him, look, there's gray hair in my chin. I'm not 32, but I appreciate the compliment. It's good for the ego. But you know what I mean? It's like severely. But I mean, I, <laughs> but it is, it is interesting when you're like the people you connect with, you know. I mean, I get accused of being younger just because I act like a jackass and I'm. <laughs> I act like a little kid most of the time, like, but it has zero to do with my appearance. Well, then, like I'm gonna, I don't ever. I Hell, don't, even Jesus didn't look this old when he was alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I get accused of looking like Jesus, and I'm like, no, no, no. See, like I'm like what Jesus would look like if he had lived another decade and a half. But it's. But then, what this it, interesting is like, I don't want kids, and I don't want to date anybody who has kids. And I don't care about, I mean, unless they're. Well, and that's a totally different thing. And I mean, the age is like. You having your own kid versus taking on someone else's is, and I've been on, I've been on the other side where people took me on. One beat the living crap out of me when I was a little kid. And the other one tried to do a good job, even though she didn't. It wasn't exactly her fault. But 
Yeah, taking on someone else's kid, man, it's a big deal. And I've I've actually had people, friends of mine, that get married and then they're they have a stepchild and they'll call me because they know of my background and the way I grew up asking for advice. And I'm like, the one thing that you have to do is treat them just like you would your kid. Because anything else is unfair. And it's but it's such a hard thing to do. Yeah. You don't have that connection like you do with a child that you see being born. Get past the emotional part of you produced it, and I'm doing air quotes, but that you brought it home and you raised it from infancy. You know, I mean, you know, we took someone in yeah. and we tried to help him get a better path with life, and it didn't work. We got him out of high school, but it didn't work because he was already damaged at a level. Yeah. And I did. And I, and I told him, I was not trying to replace a parent. I'm trying to be someone to take care of you, provide for you and show you there's a better, better way in life. But I never had that connection with him. Like I would, if he was my kid, I treated him like he was my kid to the best of my ability, but it it was never that same emotional connection. It just, and it couldn't be. So it's, yeah, for you, it's going to be very, I mean, to find someone who has... It's, just, it's weird. So you have to find... But, you know, I mean, I guarantee you... I'm and, not saying and, they're not out there. It's just... It's well, a, and maybe this is something to put on the profile for the match.com is never married. And just see... I don't, I don't have a problem with maybe no, no, married. No, 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 no. Just for the science. Because in a way, I kind of want them to be married and get that. I got to have that fancy wedding out of the way. <laughs> Not even that, though. No, because if I can tell you right now, if a if a woman is forty years old and she's never been married, she's not looking for that. She's no. she's looking for a real relationship. See, so I do kind of. I mean, if you're, I need open, someone who compliments. My lifestyle, not complicated. Well, like the meme that's always running around. Find someone who's crazy the way you are crazy. Oh yeah, and then compliments and accepts it for what it is. And that's what's cool about Beth and I. And and this is something that and I, and I've kind of put this out there several times before with friends Beth and I started dating I was 20 years old I was still in the army I'm not that same person she's not that same person the way the thing about a long-term relationship whether it's friends or a marriage or whatever you evolve together or you evolve apart that's the way it works. And, and I think that's what happens to a lot of people. They don't even necessarily evolve apart. They just wake up and realize neither one of us know what the hell we're doing. We shouldn't be together. I'm a spoiled brat. You're a spoiled brat. I think this guy's cooler or this chick's cooler and I'm leaving. Or I'm already doing her and you caught me. I mean, that happens a lot too. Oh, yeah. But that's what, like Beth and I, you know, we try to acknowledge that. And we do. We have to have hard discussions and I, and I, to me, what I have realized, if it's a discussion I don't want to have, the more I don't want to have it, the more important it is. Yeah. And the more we have to broach that and get past it, that it's just a hurdle, man. I mean, like when we do hiking and stuff, there's always one little spot like, well, got to get over this little hump here. Oh, but yeah. after that, it's going to be kind of cool for a little while until there's another hump. Relationships are no different. Even if it's friends, every now and then you got to just break it down and be like, "Hey, man." Well, the one thing I noticed, I know you have the same problem, is that we're very vocal and very opinionated and say what's on our mind most of the time. And I think a lot of people can't handle that. I, I know why they're too insecure. Yeah, I think that's I mean, really what a lot of it. Because I'm not unfair when it comes to it. I'm not overcritical. And I'm talking about even good stuff. Like I've had moments, a female friend, we were just hanging out having a good time. And I was like, this is a nice moment. That's all I said was this nice moment. And she got all weirded out thinking I was like trying to be your boyfriend. I'm like, no, this is a nice moment. And I'm letting you know, I'm having a nice moment with you. I'm just sitting here with you, enjoying them. And people would tell And you know what though? You can't win with someone like that. Oh, I know. No. Oh, I, oh, I know. Because if those you... people don't live in the moment. Oh no, but it's funny how they even... don't think of life like it's... that. They don't think of it as little moments of yeah. time that are enjoyable. Yeah. But it's funny how even saying something positive like that freaks people out. You're like, wow. I mean, I, I obviously you could have said this is weird. Yeah. And she'd have been just as put off. Well, I, 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 the, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I'm not looking at it as a bad thing because obviously those are always hey. I don't need that person in my life. You're going to get well. You got to you got to call people out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, now I've had that too. Many girls, 
I've uh, hung out with who stopped hanging out and they'll say, basically, what, what was the last one? Um, I forgot what it was all about, but she said, basically, I don't put up with her shit. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. No, nope, that's not a, you should, no one should have to put up with someone's shit. But it's funny, I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm. well, what kind of shit are you talking about that I need to put up with? You know, but at the same time, I was like, well, th- you're probably right. If someone uses that, that yeah. phrasing, that means they're spoiled. Yeah. And they're not going to compromise. And that means you're going to only, you're going to be the only one that compromises. Yeah. And that's what. Like when Beth and I were talking about the whole dynamic when Sydney was born and we were stressing out and we were worried about where we were going. One of the things that we realized is one person can't do it. One person can't love the relationship, not the other person. One person can't love the relationship enough to make it work for two people. It's kind of like a rowboat. If you got a rowboat and one person's on one side with a paddle and one person's on the other side with a paddle, and the other one doesn't care enough to paddle, all you're going to do is go in a circle. Yeah. If both of you are paddling, you can work in a direction. Even if it's out to sea to get lost, you can still work in a direction. And that's the what I think people miss about a healthy long-term relationship is you're both rowing the boat. I don't know if people know what healthy relationships are anymore. I don't know if it's... Well, I can tell you... Reality TV has not helped. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't think my generation knows what a healthy relationship Anybody is. that's willing to watch Jersey Shore, 16 and pregnant, um, NBA wives, is that basketball wives or something? Atlanta like that? Housewives or no, something? No, no, there's one that's about basketball, and it's like the dude plays basketball, and his girlfriend knows about his wife. His wife knows about his girlfriend. They ha- he has kids with both of them. And all they do is sit around and talk smack about it. I'm like, really? That's that's someone's life? And yet you get credit for being cool because you know how to dribble a ball. Well, I think and, and it's and so I mean that putting that stuff out there in the mainstream world, and I you know, it's funny, you know, and this is gonna come off as one of those old man get off my lawn moments. But when we were kids, people used to talk about, you know, kind of the uh, water boy thing. The TV's the devil. Mama says TV's the devil. It it kind of has actually fulfilled a little bit of that expectation of what we put out. It's everything has turned into the Jerry Springer show. Well, I got this. I've always <laughs> I mean, had this weird philosophy. It has. I've had this weird philosophy about life. As humans, we have this need for drama. Now. Mine and your drama. No, no, no. Let me explain what I mean. By I know this. what you mean, but you, no, no, I, no. You, you're just the same mindset as I am. My my idea, drama, or like yours, is like maybe go jump on an airplane. You're adding excitement to your life. Well, other people, their idea of drama is watching Jerry Springer or causing a fight with their husband because they're bored. They need something to make their life feel like there's a reason for their existence and their needs of excitement because if it's status quo, they feel that life is not worth living or something. And I can't remember the movie. But you understand what I mean? But like they're, they're, they're talking about some somebody and it's, you know, the psychologist in the movie is talking about this guy that's a lunatic and it says, moments of levity bring him pain. And it's, it's kind of, you know, is true for a lot of people, I think. I think people are insecure. A lot of people are insecure in such a way that if they're having fun or having a good time or things are rolling along pretty well, it freaks them out. Like you're saying, oh, yeah. they, they get it in this, that is zero. And again, we've talked about this in a previous podcast. I hate the concept of comfort zone, even though it's a real thing. I just, I hate catchphrases like that. Someone's called that. They said that things were getting too stable and they needed to shake it up. And I'm like, I thought stability was supposed to be a good thing. In a yeah. relationship. I mean, I thought it's something you pursue, but I, I have dated people that, um, I mean, it would be days, you know, you'd only get a few days of where you're like, oh man, it's, this is, this is a nice moment. Smooth sailing. It's smooth. But let's rock, <laughs> and let's no, rock let's the not, boat. It's not, let's rock the boat. It's let's, oh, they let's, it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's poke a hole in the bottom of the boat. She with just the leans over in the middle of the night and she goes, I sank your battleship. <laughs> Basically. E7. And oh. so, and, and you're like, the first time it happens, you're like, oh, maybe it's just 
you know, it's an anomaly. Yeah. Like not everybody's like this. Not but when it's a repeat occurrence, you're like, yep. all right, this that's a lifestyle. There's something. Yeah, this person's addicted to tension, yeah. right. and that if it if things do get okay, and okay is just like everything's just calm. And it's funny because I and had this discussion had with my stepbrother the other day, and I told him I was like, sometimes I feel like life is so easy and so mundane that I will procrastinate with something just to make that one little thing interesting to add unneeded stress to the situation because it lets me, it creates a problem I get to solve. And you get those endorphins going because you're Right, because all this, well, not even, not even the stress, but it creates a situation where I get to solve it. Yeah. And that's, and, and then it gives you, it gives you a feeling of a higher sense of purpose. Right. Because you're not just coloring by numbers. All of a you sudden, that you've got this problem you've got to fix. Well, shit, I created it. Well, and the cool part, <laughs> if the, you procrastinate long enough, you forget the problems there. When it comes up. Well, this up is it, usually job-related stuff uh, that I can't mm. just let go. I've got to. But it just it's like I need it to be more interesting. Yeah. And I, and I think maybe people do that with a relationship. Like the relationship, as Corey said, maybe it gets boring. Or they... They've seen it, and, you know, it's not the Cinderella story or it's not the train wreck that they're used to seeing on reality TV and That's why you don't, all that stuff. Don't yell. Just go hike. Don't go, yell? Don't yell. Go hike or go, go. I don't know. Oh, no. I, I, I told Beth when we were dating, I said, this is the deal. And it was mainly because I fully expected to never get married. If I ever feel like I have to screw around on you, I will pack my shit and leave. And I said, it's got nothing to do with respect for you. That's the part that people miss. They'll go out and screw around on their spouse thinking, well, I don't give a shit about her or him or whatever, never realizing it's about your integrity. There was a YouTube recommend popped up for some reason. It was a uh, divorce lawyer thing. Oh, for some reason, clicked on it and he said, if you come to me, it's already gone. Like, you know, if you have to come... No, or if you psycho- even have no, that it, thought, yeah. If you're going to a therapist at that point, you're it's already over. I never understood therapy anyway. Yeah. Oh, like couple counseling and stuff like no, that. No, just therapy just across therapy. the board. I've I've never been to a therapist. That's a ri- that's what rich people do when they just feel guilty about having money. I think. I know and it would d- be nice to have a problem or have so much money. I need a therapist no, to help me understand what to do. I with know people my money. who generally need it. And sometimes they just need a friend to talk to. I understand. Oh, yeah. I don't. The, the reason I went there to it is because I'd probably get bored and fuck with the therapist, and he'd probably go, yeah, you're crazy. Let's um, get put you on these pills or whatever else. And it's like, I was just bored because you're making well, me go to therapist. I wouldn't say I would go that far, but I would definitely say things that I didn't fully believe yeah. in just because it was just something that I was You just start making thought. these outlandish claims like yeah. your dad invented the question mark or something stupid like that. Just, he did? He did. <laughs> Or I convinced that's myself. A doc, that's did. a Doctor Evil thing. If you didn't catch the reference, but I mean, but I mean, I know people who some people it does help. Some oh, people, yeah. well, and I can. And some people are doing it because that's what they think they have to you do. You know what's funny is, and I tell people this all the time when we're doing a project. I was like, I'm somewhere between a guidance counselor, a therapist, and a contractor. I was like, because people connect with us, and then they start telling us stuff about their relationships, and then I have to help them. Because there's something going on with the project that their partner, you know, male, gay, straight, lesbian, whatever, isn't making a decision or acting, and it's holding up the project. And I'm like, look, man, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a couple of days. It doesn't matter. Right. It really doesn't matter. But to me, the reason I think therapy, and there are people who genuinely need therapy, but I think it's trendy Well, to say, I, I go to therapy. Well, I th- and I've never heard anybody say that. Though. Oh man! Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no! Not not in our world. Yeah. Not well, in our well. Like okay, we were watching the the show Jerry Seinfeld show, and they had Amy Schumer on there, and she was talking about I skipped that one. The, I this care. this no no no, and she's talking about this picture that was taken of her on a train, and she's wearing this weird outfit, and she's like, "Well, I was headed to therapy." I'm sorry, but an effective comedian, like you're trying to kill your career if you're a comedian and you're going to therapy. You're going to, I mean, destroy what drives you and makes you who you are as a comedian. 
so I, I feel like a lot of, especially again, celebrities, people who have a lot of money go to therapy and then lower income people are like, man, it's just shit I got to deal with. You well, know, no, yeah. well, I don't have the, ex- I don't have the money or the healthcare well, coverage to get it. To- well, I, mean, right. well, I know we go and have different circles of friends and I have lots of friends who. I have squares of friends. You have circles. I'm just. I have Pythagorean theorems. Anyway, I know lots of people who. I've, I've graduated the- from triangles. We had three sided. <laughs> we're up to four sided. Who do therapy. I mean, it's just, you know, maybe it's part of where I live and whatnot, but. But anyway, it's um, it is Buckhead. Yeah. Oh, and then we. Always, and I said that with my eyes closed for a reason. <laughs> for those of you not from Atlanta, Buckhead's like the snooty kind of fancy <laughs> well, no, side of the these city. These are the These are like the people like people who you know go around the um, like the artist types and oh, yeah. all this stuff. There's a lot. It's of a very eclectic crowd. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have uppity rednecks, and then you have the very modern day version of the hippie because yeah. there's always hippies. I mean, I've oh yeah, dated a lot of girls who. Therapy, a lot of people are clinically bipolar and everything. Imagine else. that you attracting chicks that are in therapy. And this, and why do well, you think where I'm, do you think he finds them? And why do you think exactly. I'm still single? That's like that's like saying, Yeah, I got this magnet and it'll stick to steel. But you know, I mean, but that 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 you're talking about the relationship that it makes is, all the sense in the world, but it is part of that is part of today's dating situation. Yeah. You have to deal with. I won't say deal with it because you just have to figure out how it works. I don't do therapy because I... I think... I, the thing me and you have is that we're very vocal about what's on our mind. So when I have a problem, I Our usually, threshold for bullshit's real low. Well, and it's like if I have a problem, I usually can call, you know, we'll bitch together or I'll call my buddy Brett. We get together and talk. I talk my problems out my friends. And see, some, I, some I, people... See, I've never been able to talk it out. For me, it ties back to previous... I'll just go to a concert. I'll yeah. find the most brutal metal. I'm not going to go mosh petting and stuff because I like to go to work the next day. I don't want to go to the hospital. That's because you kill homeless people after but that. You don't watch too much American I'll Psycho. Go, I'll go find a really heavy concert <laughs> Dude, and I'll just go riot, enjoy Metal it. health. That's hey, a thing. Uh, it really is. Like oh, if you yeah. crank that song, it is genuinely metal health. Like you feel better no matter how bad shit yeah, is. Because I, I think music can heal. And if you're not into... Into metal rock. Not to reference yeah. a previous podcast. Oh, yeah. But, I'm not trying to plug it. Because we never it, do but, that. Yeah, I'm not going to link it in the description uh, By or the anything. way, that'd be episode two in case you skipped it. <laughs> um, but there, those are, you know, different people than... find different ways, though, because... It is. And it's, it's not that therapy... I think the concept of talking out some of your issues that are non-issues, for the most part, for help. people... I think a lot of it is non-issues. And what's funny, and, and Beth and I were talking about this yesterday, I go to no one. And why? Because this is my rule. I don't want advice from you unless I'm willing to trade places with you in your life, trade my life for yours. I don't know anybody that I'm willing to take advice from because of that rule. I got friends that make a lot of money. I don't want their lives. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that I have some marginal respect for for me to give respect man that's a hard thing because my requirements earth is is like insane it's like being an expert so i don't talk out my stuff i have and i think it comes a lot because of my childhood i try to work things out like brian was saying you know he get he does you know, a thrash metal concert yeah. or even if it's just put a cd on get the right subgenre right is black metal Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go to you okay. know black metal show. Just for clarification, that is not a metal. racist term. No, that is a genre of. These are probably music. some of the it widest genres. So that'll be another episode when we're breaking down subgenres. But I, but I feel like that's that's what I and that's what I loved about riding motocross. I, I get I don't love racing cars. When you're in a race car. And you uh, you got the radio on, you got your headset on and your helmet, and you're talking to Pitt here and there. It's just me and the race car and everybody around me, and I get to to the rest of the world goes but away. There's your drama, the drama that I was talking about. You, but it's, no, no, that's not a bad drama. It's just you're adding excitement to your life that you don't need to complicate it with your. your and see, and I don't see it as drama. No, I see it as I it could be soothing because you're only focused on one right, thing. Right. You but, can't. I just it use, is the one time I just use drama as a generalized term that you're right. using. This is what you're using to make your life interesting. Where some people 
need to fight. I don't see it as that. For me going to the concert, the only thing in my life is the singular thing that's in focus. Front of me. It is singular focus. Yeah. The only moment in your life where you're focused on this one. And somebody object. else may need to do and that. Everything else just yeah, kind of it just it, drifts it away. is like the parting of the sea for you. All the other stuff washes away. Right. But somebody else, their life may need that to be fighting with their husband. Right. Or something. And so what I'm getting that's what I'm it, getting at. And then I mean if okay, so if we were gonna take it to the drama side of it, scaring the shit out of yourself. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like it does. I mean, you get so when we're in the race car, we'll do like an hour and a half to two hour stint. The first 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, holy crap, I got to do this for an hour and a half and two hours. But then it just melts away. And then about an hour in, I'm like, man, this is fun as hell. An hour and a half in, and they're like, all right, we're watching for yellow flags. We may be calling you in. And in a moment, I was like, I'm not getting out of the car. <laughs> I'm not getting out of the car. Yeah. And they've called me on the radio like, all right, man, come in. We got a full yellow. I'm like, nope. Well, like, when, is that when you have like the piece of paper and say, we're like, sorry, it sounds like you're breaking up. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> it's hard to do that in a race car, but yes, that's exactly <laughs> the mentality. Like, tunnel deck. No, it's that. So I do get what you're saying about adding a stress, but well, I, I also. I don't even call it stress. I just call it adding your, your life. People, your life is just flatlined and you need something to keep it from feeling like it's flatlined. And I don't know if you guys do this. And some people aren't creative enough to go learn to but ride But do you ever cars. wake up at three in the morning so focused on your to-do list or your other things that you're just like, it oh. seems so intense at the moment that you can't go back to sleep. But then yeah. when you wake up at seven or eight or whenever it is, you finally get up and you're like, mm-hmm. it's real. and then you go through this list again in your head and you're like, the hell was I freaking out about, man? I have all this stuff done. Well, you like, pull the list out and you're like, well, that took five minutes. And that's what, that's what I always like. I, t- I try to tell people <laughs> is, well, they'll say, well, things are overwhelming. I was like, write it all down. All of it written down on a piece of paper is just stuff. Well, and that's, I'm a big supporter of to-do lists. I have, items, I have yeah. to-do lists pack- and sticky notes all over my desk at work, and I've never once been overwhelmed because I have a full grasp on everything so going on. that would on. be my dating thing, those to-do lists? So I think... So what, action I, items. I do. Or, I, uh, I really think, I mean, to carry... I, no, my to-do list just to do... Miss one, miss number two. Or, miss well, number not even a, a to-do list, like a grocery list. I, mean, if you, I, was, I was trying to make a bad sexual reference. If you have the but. funding to carry on with hookers like that, I mean, more power to you, brother. Dude, I don't, man. My disposable income goes to race cars two and for Tuesday, other stuff like that. Two for Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. I worked on Cheshire Bridge, man. Ma- can you imagine the deal? I mean, two first. Oh, we got BOGOs going. <laughs> But, uh, comes with a side of herpesephalitis. It's but anyway, yeah. But I, I do. Okay, so we talked about you doing, um, and we talked about this at dinner jokingly, and then we've touched on it in this in this episode. I do. I mean, if you're cool with it, I want you to set up a match.com. <laughs> and make. I a, want you to treat do, it like a resume. Like I want you I, to treat I would it like be a curious. resume. And I want us to track. Well, I got two. I got two versions that I've been considering. But I do. I mean, if I get to put one thing as one request for me personally, I don't get to take your advice. You don't take. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is purely for this science. Is science. This is purely for science. I just want to know. My love life is not your scientific experiment. No, Dude, you're still, it is you're now. still going to be doing what you do. This isn't going <laughs> to change anything. But if we're truly trying to see what what your profile attracts, I think it should start with never been married. Just to see. Just to see. Oh. About them or me? Them. Or oh. now are we talking about like your little short bio or whatever? No, 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 no. Like what you're looking for in a woman. Uh, see, I've never done Mesh.com. I didn't know that was No, no, that's what he was talking about. He's going to put out like a I mean, list. I it. That's one that you got to pay for, but I mean... I- We'll, we, we we'll have sponsorship. We'll, yes. <laughs> we oh. will pay for it as long as you share. Don't forget to buy t-shirts from the Facebook page so we yes. can sponsor. Oh, my God. Yes. This would be interesting. No, and, okay. And I'm not saying we will change it eventually. But I would like to see if you're going to do a resume of what you're looking for in a woman. This it, is so funny. It's, it's so formal. Which In a way, is this is our day and age. Dating is, now is like how it works. Online yeah, but, dating is such a weird phenomenon, but at the same time, it's like this is what I'm looking for. I can put exactly what I'm looking for, and then maybe somebody who actually falls into that. Right, but this is where everybody screws up online. If you are hiring a hiring for a job, you don't go, "Hey, man, we're hiring. I'm looking for 
somebody yeah. to hire. I need you to do a job. Well, that's a, when you're hiring, you put a job description, what it yeah. pays, what the benefits are, all that. Why would you treat looking for a relationship any differently? And the, and the reason that I want you, because I'm morbidly curious, <laughs> is how many there has to be a certain number of women, mid thirties to to forties that have never been married, that are genuinely looking for a real relationship and haven't found it. And maybe the reason is, is because they have the same quirky, adventurous, life's not really that serious personality I that you have. one that I hang out with occasionally, but, but I'm just saying, funny, like it one, would be interesting but, to see on Match.com how, how that return comes back and the people that are interested in your profile that aren't married. Well, my curiosity would be you do that for however many days or something a like month. that. Yeah, a month. We, you'd and have to the, give it a number yeah. of weeks. Yeah, and then, you know, you give it maybe four weeks at the end of that period. And then it's your turn. Well, or, or what I was going to say is instead of throwing myself under the bus is you go – emulate other people's profiles, but not like match.com profiles. Go look at other social dating sites where people just put taglines and just, you put the superficial stuff because that's what, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm part of the tender. I just thought of something that it's funny. You know, we talked about music in a previous episode and we thought about the emotional attachment and the reason we thought it was going away was because the effort that you have to go through, or lack thereof, effort you yeah. have to go to obtain music. It's so easy. Relationships are the same way. If you can swipe left or right on a person, there's no oh, yeah. emotion behind that. So mm-hmm. how the hell do you expect, I mean, other than hooking up? Which, and I, and I think that's what it turned into is hookup culture. And I, I had a friend that sent me a documentary on Netflix that is about my generation, that we are more of a hookup culture than I think any generation's ever been before. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, well, it Corey loves strange. to run with made up statistics. So should I'm I make sh- a percentage or <laughs> look, 74? The arbitrary, look, so the arbitrary number we're going to run 78.9% of 30% of the facts is always hundred percent right. As Will Smith said, in, in, that came with authority, and I believe one it. of my favorite Will Smith lines ever from any movie is from Bad Boys, and he goes, "My plans always work some of the time." That's that's <laughs> an important you know statement to clarify, right? So it, our statistics are our statistics are always right, never. Wow! All right, since we're so we're going to do we're this. getting kind of toward the end of this um so dead horse. When we come back to a relationship, and we will we'll we'll formulate and put this out there maybe as an intro to another episode, but we're going to do the match dot com, and we're going right. to revisit this. <laughs> so I make it a reoccurring thing. No, I want we, to. We I make want to a try point, it. Maybe five minutes on the next uh, episode. We revisit, uh, just see what. No, I think next time what we'll do is we'll just we'll we'll formalize our concept of how we're actually going to broach this with the Match.com profile, and then after that, once it's launched, then we'll come back and maybe do a partial part of the podcast will be dedicated to hey, here's a quick update. So from, revisit from the, the from the Match.com stuff. I mean, are you cool with that? Sure. Why not? You've done less for more. Wait. <laughs> he know. started this episode talking about doing way less for yes. even less. <laughs> we're talking about it makes me think less of living color and living colored lowered expectations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll put some thought into this, and we'll come back and uh, once we decide to put it into action. Anyway, wow. I think I'm ready to lick my spoons and get out of here. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah, Brian's bowl's looking pretty empty. Hey, yeah. All right, you guys, make sure you go to the Facebook page. It is facebook.com slash peanut butter and syrup. Um, we'll put up links to other things uh, when Darut's performing. Yeah, you can follow me on Darut of Funny. Uh, I'll be I'll have dates on there for when I'm performing and where, and some of them are kind of on the fly. 
and then our sponsor, shirtsforassholes.com. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, no, I'll put up some of my vlogs here and there, my travels. You can check those yeah, out. Yeah, we always have a lot of stuff going on, so there'll be plenty of links and stuff to follow. And then, again, we're going to figure out something for Brian. You can watch my broadcasts that I do. Where it's just people walking that came across very, the stage. That came off very Mr. Rogers for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Young Santa's got to work on his 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 uh, his persona a little bit. I need a little more ho ho ho. We should do a raffle to win a date to a black metal show with Brian. There's one on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws out. He is instantly into By this. By the time concept. this is out on RBM, like a month later or so. But anyway, all right, guys, we're done. Talk to you later.